I'm Janet Varney. And I'm Dante Bosco. And we're your hosts for Braving the Elements, Nickelodeon's podcast celebrating all things Avatarverse. We're in the middle of gearing up for season two, and we are so excited for what's to come and to create even more memories with the entire Avatarverse family. So stay tuned for that. But before that, while we are doing things behind the scenes, we would love to share a very special memory we experienced in Seattle. Oh, Emerald City Comic Con. We had such a wonderful experience being back with you in Seattle. Another great group of folks. Amazing questions. Amazing response. Total bonding moment for us in Seattle. We were there again with Dee Bradley Baker and big props to our moderator, Patrick Hawkins, who helped steer us through with so many great fan questions. It was just a joy. So we know you're going to enjoy it. Now on to Emerald City Comic Con. How are we doing, Emerald City? All right. Does the uh, love for the Avatar still burn bright within your chests? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Good. All right. Usually I, uh, I announce you guys and you come out on the stage, but you're already here. You beat me on stage. But let's go ahead and introduce you guys. Please give it up for the voice of Prince Zuko, Dante Basco. <laughs> And you know her as the voice of Cora. Please help me welcome Janet Varney. And all the way over to my right, please help me welcome, you know him as the voice of, well, Everyone. Ever, everything. Please. Welcome, D. Bradley Baker. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, hello. Wow. So, how have these fine folks of Seattle been treating you? Amazing. Amazing. I love Seattle. Seattle's the best. Absolutely. I love it so much. A lot, a lot of people want uh, want Momo and Oppo stuff uh, signed. They still love uh, the old Avatar, the new Avatar, all of it. It's it's great to see how much enthusiasm still burns for these shows. It's so cool. So how many times does this make for you to be here at Emerald City? Second time at Emerald City. Also my second time. I've been uh, just a handful of times, but, but not, not too often. First time at uh, this, this convention. And I have a question for you guys out there. How many of you actually started watching Avatar since March or the early 2020? I mean, I, I think it's, it's amazing. Now, accessibility, whether it's Paramount, it's easy. But what is it about this series, uh, about The Legend of Korra, that you think continues to garner new fans day after day, year after year? Well, I mean, we, Dante and I have been doing this podcast together, Braving the Elements, which we're doing through Nickelodeon and iHeart. So it's free anywhere you get podcasts. But we have been re-watching from book one, uh, Avatar Last Airbender, and every single time we watch it, we see something new, we discover something new. Uh, it, depending on where you are in your life, when you come back to Avatar, it has a totally different meaning. Um, and so it's just, it's just evergreen. It's always going to be a beautiful show with amazing story and, and like emotion. And it's so poignant for the times that we're all living through right now. You can watch the show, and, and it speaks to us on so many levels. Um, and, you know, the last two years, we've had a lot of time on our hands. That's right. So I was like, let's watch this again. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about it. It's a world it. that you want to be in. It's a world that you want to live in. You, you love the characters, the, uh, the stories that play out. They're personal. They're heartbreaking. They bring hope. I mean, it's, uh, and it's just such an original, inventive, beautiful, fun experience. I love how the more you ride that ride, you're, you're still getting surprises at every turn. And it's just got such a, such a lovely humanity that I think uh, the world is, is very thirsty for these days. So, yeah, I don't think it's going away. It sounds like it's not, from what I know. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> now, Janet, prior, prior to Cora, did you watch 
the Airbender series. Yeah, I was a fan of the show, so that's like the scariest, most intimidating thing in the world <laughs> when, you know, you have to sort of put that away on a shelf in your brain because we are very good at, like, being our own worst enemy <laughs> or sort of self-sabotaging when you want something so much. Um, so, yeah, it was, it's, it's crazy that I, that I got to be a part of this universe at all. Um, yeah. Prior to auditioning, did you, do you remember, you know, the, the hubbub, the excitement that was for this project? Or did you just go into it, oh, it's just going to be another gig that ends up, you know? Yeah, there was no excitement for this project when it started. <laughs> no, the thing is, it was, I was actually in the middle of doing um, Jake Long, the American Dragon for Woo! Disney. Yeah, which uh, I love Jake. And then actually me and Mae Whitman both did that show. We played Jake and Rose on this Disney show. And then we, we really got these scripts this, around the same time we were talking about it. And at that time, just as an actor that, you know, or anyone in the industry that thinks they know so much, we all think we know so much. We, we don't know anything. And we're like, this is not Nickelodeon. What is this? Like, I got this script that's like epic, anime-inspired, really big themes. And I'm walking into the Nickelodeon lot, which is like... SpongeBob square pants on the wall, cat dog, you're like slime, just yes, green slime. slime on the ceiling. Like, yeah, 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 this is not really uh, I don't think this is gonna go. This is not really I I got a guy with a ponytail and a scar. I don't know what's going top, top on. Top ponytail. Top, top ponytail. ponytail. And then we're doing a few first few episodes and I'm like, I wanna capture this avatar and I'm I'm not gonna get him, am I? Like I tell Mike and Brian. Maybe not the way you think. I'm like, uh, am I the Wiley Coyote? <laughs> Let's be honest. Just tell me now. So do you remember the audition process? Was it a one and done? Was it a, a long, drawn-out process for, for each of you? I don't know. I do remember when I walked in the room, and I was like, I saw my character. I was like, his name's Zuko? They're like, yeah. I'm like, like Danny Zuko? They're like, uh, yeah, not really, but you, you, you keep going, Dante. <laughs> Please don't do a John Travolta impression. Can I for sing your Summer audition? Nights? With, would anybody, anybody want to do the duet? Let's do it. Like, I want to catch the Avatar so bad. <laughs> Rocking and rolling and whatnot. I remember uh, I was in my Burbank's garage looking at the audition for a, a, a big-eared lemur-type critter and uh, just coming up with some sounds. And I think it's like it's kind of ape-like but, but a little unusual, and it looks like it's pretty nimble. And so I do remember copying or, or, or trying some sounds and laying that down and just thinking, well, who knows? I, I, uh, I have no idea if this show will go or what, what it's going to do, especially something... It didn't, see, it didn't seem like a, a, the best fit on a Nickelodeon series. Um, but, uh, and so later, you fast forward after you guys uh, were finished in the first season of recording most of it, and that's when they started calling me in, and I would make the animal sounds to picture, as they say, where they would just, they would send me the video, and I'd watch the video so I could uh, spot where all the creatures are, and they'd just play it in the studio, and I would just perform it to the, to the image there. And uh, we just kept doing it, and it's... I, I always say that I'll never be in a better show. I'm, I'm in other shows that are great, uh, and maybe some that are as good, but I don't think I'll be in a better one. And, and part of that was not just the writing and the cast and the whole creative vision, but also that we had Andrea Romano, who was our voice director, who was, who was uh, you know, she, she really led and shepherded the performances to something that's, that's really standout awesome. It's, it's great. Great storytelling, great voice acting, and um, and just such a such a beautiful complete package. You know, it's just had, very proud to be a part of it. Had Andrea on the podcast, brought her out of retirement to hang with us on the podcast, so you can hear her perspective of how she came to the project and what her experience of of meeting the actors and coaching the actors and it was. And she's phenomenal. She's a legend. Know. She's yeah. a legend. Which she always brings up. D. By the way, she's oh, yeah. always like, and then you've got your D. Bradley Bakers. Right. And we but did. Like, you bring up her. You guys keep bringing each other up. I miss her very, very much. I know. No, I love too. her. What's crazy is we did an Avatar reunion over COVID. Um, 
and to raise money and whatnot. And then we had Andrea Romano in there and all the actors. And then she just started directing us. And then we were like, yeah, okay, who wants to talk next? She's like, I'm like, okay, whatever Andrea says, all of a sudden the whole thing was like, for sure. Yeah, mom, what, okay. she talks, I'm gonna, I'll wait. I feel like that happened on the podcast too. We were like, oh, should, do we, should we ask her something? No, but, uh, does this sound okay? Andrea, can we ask Andrea? you a question? Yeah. Now, Jenna, were you a little bit nervous about auditioning while being a fan? Yeah, uh, like I said, I just had to try to put that away. I never thought that I would ever, ever get it. I never thought. So in that sense, sometimes there's a, you give yourself permission to maybe be bolder or, or not care as much because you're like, I stand zero chances because I had only done a little, little bit of voiceover. So I wasn't expecting it. I didn't really know. You know, they're very, uh, kept everything very close to the chest. I didn't really have a sense of what Cora looked like. I think I saw like a black and white sketch or something. And it was a longer process for me, for sure. There were, you know, callbacks and there was like the first one, then one with a couple more people who were, you know, giving feedback. I think Mike and Brian. And then they did, um, I think they we even did like a chemistry test with with, uh, with, with David Faustino and PJ Byrne, we all got to kind of play together a little bit, which was very fun. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, that was, it was cool. But now, I still, even then, I went home and was like, never going to happen. <laughs> never in a million years. Now, do you feel unfairly typecast as a sky bison between the two series? <laughs> do you think that... Most of my work is, uh, as I'm not even playing a human. Um, <laughs> and I'm fine with that. I, I think... Uh, Look, there's a universality to life, you know. When you track it all back, um, we're, we're related. We're connected. There's a lot of similarities. And in the stories that are told, in animation in particular, um, there's always a kind of sentience and awareness of the creatures that are in this, especially in this universe, in, in, uh, in the Avatar universe. And so it doesn't feel any different from voice acting, from, from word acting to me that the things that you have to nail down and decide upon are the same things with intent and subtext and how it plays into telling of, of, of a story in an integrated way. It's not just a sound effect. It's, that's not, I'm not a sound effects guy. That's not what I do. I'm a voice actor that channels um, odd sounds to create characters that are just as integral to the storytelling as the spoken word characters. And so, yeah, I mean, it seems like I'm, I'm the guy when they want something weird. Um, and that's true enough. But ultimately, I, I look at myself as just a voice actor. And although, you know, you do all the sounds of the animals, you also sing arguably one of the most famous songs from the show. Yes, Two indeed. lovers <laughs> forbidden from one another. A war divides their people. And a mountain divides them apart. Build a path to be together. And then I forget what happens. It goes into secret, secret tunnel, secret tunnel through the mountain. Secret, 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 secret tunnel. Yeah. Man, that was a song. I, I thought that was going to completely fall flat. They, they threw me that character last minute, and they sent me the demo on a tape, and I just thought, oh, this song, this is, this is, not, this is not going to be good, and I really don't know. Um, and so I, I remember going to the session and, um, and them saying, well, what do, you, what do you think about this guy? I think, well, I think it'd be funny if he's just kind of this, this hippie, trippy, kind of a hippie, guy that, that, that's, yeah, yeah, kind of, uh, yeah, all right, yeah, let's sing a song, or not, I'm just kind of hanging out with my wife, I, I, at least I think she's my wife, and this, this other guy here, he's a good dancer, and, you know, but to have it just kind of thrown off, um, and, and the nice thing about uh, the Airbender universe, it allows a sense of character and comedy that, that is not just this in-your-face, attack-you kind of comedy, but allows an interesting character to exist. And so I thought I'd, I'd try choosing a weird little character, and they liked it. And so we sang a little song. It's like, oh, actually, that's kind of a cute little song. And then I saw the episode. It's like, oh, this is great. I love this. This is sweet. So you never know. You never know until you see it.
D really talk, like he was like, oh, it's just voice acting, guys. This is kind of odd sounds, just voice acting. D tried to teach Dante and I how, how to do it. On it our podcast, so and we bad. were so good. We, oh, right, good. I meant to say good. I thought D we was going to so be scared good. for his jobs because they he, were going to we call me and you We are coming for your jobs, sir. We, we are got coming all for kinds your of jobs. animals I in our heads. Dante just needs to get past his gag reflex. I have a very sensitive gag reflex which really, you know, refrains yeah. me from doing any of those sounds. But we will come for your job. All right, all right. Come at me. Here that's we go. One of the, that's one of the, the most amazing experiences in my entire career at all was c- coming in for ADR. And, you know, because for our fight sequences, I that's the about only those thing we made. I was like, that's so embarrassing, those things. <laughs> <laughs> was when I realized I was just as talented as D. No, that never happened. Uh, no, but we do, we, we do the fight choreography. That's really the only thing that the, that the human characters do to picture. The rest of it, we just record with our scripts in our hands, and that's right. it. Um, and, and D was in the same day that I was in to do fight stuff. And truly, one of the most, I'm a kid, this is magic experiences I've had in my career was Uh-oh. the first time D did Naga in front of me. I couldn't, it was like, I was looking behind, like Naga's a lot bigger. She's not hiding <laughs> back here. It's crazy awesome. Well, you guys heard. I mean, you heard Abba. You heard Abba! Yet, here's this handsome man sitting next to me. So, it's just, it's, it's like magic. It really is. And then you were there doing fight choreography. And fight I, choreography? Yeah, f- fight this vocal. Is, this uh, vocal. is when In actors... In the business, we call it vocal choreography. The actors, you see all these great characters, they do all this fire bending, water bending. <laughs> they are like masters of their arts. And we're actors. And they would like now do the sounds to this, and immediately all the actors become Bruce Lee. <laughs> They're like, show some kicks. And we're not really kicking, we're just making sounds of kicks. But sometimes we get so hyped, people are like knocking down microphones, like, I totally done like, it. What's going on? Like, I'm I've done doing it. my kung fu. <laughs> true. And I'm killing it. You see the animation, I'm killing the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm like, can some Taekwondo school give me a black belt? Honorary black honorary belt? Honorary degree. Can I get yeah. an honorary black yeah. belt degree? Do they do oh, that? You're happy with your orange belt. I, have, I am orange belt, Fire Nation orange belt. <laughs> that, that leads me to my next question. If you, Dante, Janet, D, could, you know, bend the elements, what Fire is... Fire Nation forever. What are you talking about? Milo, you can skip past Dante. The Fire Lord. He's the Fire Lord. Sure, we've done some bad things in the past. That's the past. <laughs> we're we're got, trying I, wait, to do I'm sorry, things I'm, better this time. I'm actually time. slipping in the gloss that you're using to try to gloss over the past. <laughs> things had happened. My grandfather was a jerk. That's right. Just Gramps. Dad's not great either. <laughs> People yeah. change. People change. For sure. The safety of the crew doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. What about you guys? What are you guys bending? I, I, I want to bend you. Earth. I, I, yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a, uh, Toph is one of my favorite characters. And, yeah, Toph! Um, yeah. And her daughter, actually. And um, I thrilled at the perpetual surprise of what little Toph could do in, a, in conflict. Um, I found that really, really cool, and that, that I would aspire to, which is, it's so far from anything that I could possibly ever do, but that, that knocks me out. Yeah. Uh, now, we do have uh, a couple microphones out there, right? You guys can see them. So, uh, I have a couple more questions, but after those, if you guys have any questions, please line up. I'm trying to give you guys time so there's no uh, pushing and shoving and fighting and elbowing and bending elements out there. But are there any unanswered questions that you guys would like to see in these new series? We have so many questions. <laughs> As we're doing this podcast, me and Barney yeah. have uncovered so many questions. Yeah, we get, and we get great questions from fans, which we take, on, uh, take along to break. And uh, we have these things called break bites, where sometimes they answer puzzling questions. Sometimes the answer is, I don't remember. But... <laughs> We get to ask them, so we're taking full advantage of that. But also, not just uh, questions to be answered, but also just 
worlds to explore. I mean, that's the amazing thing about the show, right? Is is with both series, they they introduce these characters that you don't get to see very much of, and. I, I want there to be little tendrils that go out in all kinds of different directions with Avatar Studios. Yeah, I'd expect Mike and Brian to be making new worlds, and I, I very much want to see them and would be happy to be a part of it. But in any case, I want to see it. I can't wait. I, want, I just want to talk about it and nerd out on it. <laughs> now, before we get to our questions, I do have one question. It's my, my go-to question. While doing these conventions... Uh, whether you're at a table across the way, whether it's in the green room, passing the hall, has there just been that one other convention guest that you absolutely fanboyed out about? Just one? <laughs> or, or however many. I mean, there's so many. Like, I, you, when I, we, well, we both met Luna Lovegood. That was, and then no, like came, the Harry Potter people, that for was, sure. That was very exciting. Yeah, Luna Lovegood. Yeah. I mean, I was like, if only she would do our Avatar podcast someday. Oh. Oh. Oh, you didn't hear that. She, a little hint, she might, be, she might be joining us. Yeah. That's not, that's a secret. I know. I, I, I met Luna, I mean, I met Evie at, at a con, and literally she was like oh, on the other table, and I, I sent the person who worked with me, like, I need to meet Luna Lovegood, because... <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm a Potterhead, and I was like, I need a picture, and then she sent her person back, like, oh my God, she's such a big fan of Avatar. <laughs> I said, what? Yeah. And so all of a sudden, you know, we became friends, we had dinner that night with her and her boyfriend and me, and we were sitting there, and she's so excited, she wants to talk Avatar, I want to talk Harry Potter. <laughs> and um, she goes, look what I did, I, I, I did this thing. I go, what? <laughs> she goes, um, I painted this picture. <laughs> Of, uh, yeah. I said, of what? She goes, of me as Fire Nation and my boyfriend, <laughs> Robbie, he's an airbender. And she shakes her, her phone and she, um, on, on canvas, she painted a very big portrait of herself <laughs> in Fire Nation and her, and her boyfriend, Robbie, flying in as an airbender. And I was like, um, I have a Gryffindor scarf. <laughs> I, I bought it one time. I bought it one time. I like I to wear it. I no, no time. I live in L.A., don't wear scarves it. that often, but when I do, it is a Gryffindor same, scarf. Same thing. Same, same thing, thing as painting an elaborate portrait. <laughs> exactly. Same thing. No, she's, she's amazing. She's it's, amazing. It is wild when somebody, that you are super into what they do, if they happen to be into something that you did. Uh, that's, a, that's an enormous gift, and you yeah. never get over we that. We don't just make art. We enjoy art. We, we partake of other worlds and other stories, and they're yeah. exciting, and it's just the same as for everybody. That's one of the best parts to me of a convention is when somebody's made something, and they, they bring it to you to sign it or sometimes to give it to you as a gift that they've actually created, you know, like I, uh, there was, a, there was a, a wooden piggy bank of Perry the Platypus that this guy made and painted beautifully and he had me sign it and then took it away. And then sometimes they have paintings and art and pins and all kinds of marvelous things that they've created. It's, it's wonderful to see the contagiousness of creativity that's affirmed uh, at, a, at a convention. It's, it's marvelous. I just got a Cora today. Shout out to Bella. I don't even know if she's here, but someone gave me a beautiful portrait today that I like, was crying. I was in another country and someone gave me a... a they had made a, a like a sword or knife, like a little sword, and I was like, I can't take this to America. I don't. Th I don't. He was like, Can I don't you know how to sand it down to a tiny nub. I don't think you'd bring a weapon across. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Can I mail this to myself? <laughs> Dee, do you have that fanboy moment that you saw somebody for the first time and was like, I need to meet them? Uh, well, I, look, I, I don't want to bother people or bother anybody, but I would, I mean, I, of course I would love to say hello to Tim Curry. Tim Curry's I here. I want to say, say hi hello, to Tim Curry, too. You know, to Hayden Christensen. I, that, that's exciting for me. My, my appreciation for what they've done goes far back in my life. That said, I don't want to bother them. I want them to just take it easy and have a cup of tea and not concern them, but... But I, I appreciate very much being, you know, in the same building and, and to, to see them chained to their table. Um, and and that's, that's, that's nice. That's enough for me. No, I, I had to go say hi to uh, Henry Winkler at one con because he was in the green room. And it's oh. like he's Fonzie. Like, 
I'm like looking at him from afar, like that's Fonzie. Oh, but he's he's great in Barry too. Have you seen him in Barry? Yeah, yeah. Barry is great. Oh, he's awesome. I, no, got, he's I got to slap him in the face shooting something. What? It was the worst feeling oh, ever. Oh, I thought you were going to say They're in the like, green We're going to need you to slap Henry again. And I was like, I barely could slap him the first time. Yeah, I slapped the Fonz. What do you want? Hey. <laughs> um, I, and I want to quickly shout out uh, the wonderful, wonderful Grant Imahara, who was a huge fan of Avatar and Korra and... Um, that was such a, an honor and a privilege and a delight being at cons with Grant. He, he's the best. Um, so that was, that's another crossover that you're just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is amazing. Yeah. Wonderful. We, we, we love what we make, what the rest of us make, whether it's voiceovers or on camera. We're enthusiasts for this too. This is not just working at a salt mine. This is, this is fun and it's, it's creative and it brings us life. And so, yes, we're, we're often very, very excited to, you know, it's like, oh, here's, here's George Takei and to do a session here today. This is, this is incredibly exciting. I'm going to have to say hello to George Takei, to which he responds, well, hello. You know, that's, <laughs> you know that's, that's thrilling. It's thrilling just to lock eyes and say hello. Are you ready for some fan let's questions some here? Fan let's questions. do it. Yes, let's start let's over here us with questions. Hello, hello. Question for Dante. One can say what they will about Nostalgia Critic and Channel Awesome these days, but how hard it was it for them to uh, get you to guest star in uh, the uh, Avatar lists? The top 11 episodes of Avatar? No, great. Doug Walker, shout out to Doug Walker. He's a really cool dude. I actually met him at a con, at MomoCon in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, I was beginning doing a lot of new media stuff online, and, and I loved what they were doing. So he's like, why don't you come to Chicago? I'll fly you in. We'll shoot something. And I was like, that sounds great. Of course, he sent me these scripts and stuff, and I, I didn't really read them. <laughs> I was just like, sure, I'm going to go for some deep dish pizza, hang out for a few days. <laughs> As we're flying into Chicago, I, I saw that Doug Walker, who plays this character called Nostalgia Creek, wrote this whole script for me to essentially cosplay every character I've done. And he's chasing, I'm chasing him around like Chicago suburbs. And I'm like, what? It's too late for me to say no. I'm landing in Chicago. And then when we get there, he's like, okay, so I gotta, we gotta pick you up at like some five o'clock in the morning to start the scar and all the, the Zuko stuff, right? Cause we have to shoot in Barnes and Noble before it opens. And I'm like, so you got to pick me up at five so we can shoot at six. To, and I go, I'm on L.A. time. He goes, no, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I said, great. So obviously it's like three o'clock in the morning for me. And it got me, and he's got me in full-on Zuko garb. I'm so tired by the middle of the day. He starts telling me, just, just fire Ben. Like, <laughs> I said, what? He just, I, I'm too, I can't even fight him. I'm like, Doug Walker got me. Good. <laughs> but I love him. He's great. Thank you. Thank oh, you so much. Great question. That led to quite a story. I'm very happy. Wow. <laughs> Hello. Oh my gracious. gosh, on this side too. Hi. Amazing. Hi, I'm Nadia. I'm from Bellingham. Hey. Um, it's so cool to be in the same room with you. My question is for Dante. So Hi. my childhood was the original Avatar. I love it to this day, obviously. What was your favorite line to say in the original series? Like if anything pops out for you. And what was the hardest line to say with a straight face? I have no idea what we did. <laughs> no, I, you know, it's That's one of those, <laughs> no. Um, going back over, over the years and seeing what happened, I think, of course, uh, I must capture the avatar <laughs> and regain my honor was said a ton of times by my Wally Coyote, Zuko. <laughs> but um, I think that the, the line that, that stands the test of time is, That's rough, buddy. I, lo I love that you mouthed it as he said it. I knew exactly what he was going to say. <laughs> I almost said my girlfriend became the moon. Just to like quickly, quickly just spit it out to see. Hello. Hello. I'm Lisa. You may remember me on Friday as the Cora that was sitting upstairs. Yes. Hi, Lisa. Um, my question is for Janet Varney. Uh, oh, you just uh, made my last name so much prettier. <laughs> Janet Varney. Um, 
so obviously you came in for Legend of Korra, but if you could go back to Avatar Last Airbender and voice anyone oh. from the first show, <laughs> who would you have liked to voice? Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I can't take any of those jobs. I am t way too big of a super fan. Um, no, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I think certain Zuko, people Zuko? just had so much to do. <laughs> you don't want to pick any one animal. <laughs> but I don't know, maybe I'd be like a turtle duck. And, and, and Throw me in as a turtle duck. And Janet, what, is that, turtle what duck. does that turtle duck sound like? Oh, it's very simple. Um, it's... <laughs> Please don't ever ask me to do that when Dee's not sitting next to me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa. Hello. Uh, hello, my name is Richard. I'm from Seattle. Uh, Hi, Richard. I have a question for uh, all of you. What is your favorite episode in the entire series? Oh. Both series, actually. Oh. <laughs> uh, Appa's Lost Days when Appa got lost. Appa's <laughs> Lost Days. Oh. So good. As I just started to say, yeah. I think, yeah, I think Tales of Boston say for me. We can have the same one, buddy. Did I steal yours? That's rough, buddy. I'm gonna go with Tales of Boston. Yeah, that's rough, buddy. I'm gonna go with the Blue Spirit. Ah, so good. Don't make me cry. Thank you so much. Thank you, Richard from Seattle. Thank you, Richard. Hello. Hi, I'm Julie. I'm from Washington. Hi, Julie. Um, oh yeah, so uh, my friend couldn't come, so she gave me a question. And, who are, and it was, who are your favorite characters and why? Also, am I able to get a video of you guys saying hi, Vivi, for her? Sure. Sure. Just start shooting. Don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So I don't know why this just popped into my mind. I can't explain it, but hi, Vivi. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, favorite characters, y'all. Oh, well, I wrote, I'm just trying to say oh things before he can say them now. Now that's all that's happening. But uh, we also... No, Uncle was probably all-time favorite. But we do he's love Uncle for sure. I mean... I have a polarizing favorite character. Oh, he's going to say Jet. What? Jet. <laughs> My guy, Jet. This guy's going to say Jet. He went and said Jet. I like Jet, y'all. I don't think we see enough Jet cosplayers. He needs a little thing in his mouth. And only one shoulder pad, just one. <laughs> just wait till next year. Wait till next year. I love Top, but I'm going to say Azula. Love Azula. I love Greg Lorel. It's such a beautiful, brilliant, evil, interesting character. I love Hate Azula. I love Hate Azula. Yeah. Hate love. As you should. As you should. Gray's amazing. She's so amazing. So amazing. Hello. Hi there, I'm Sam from Seattle. My question's for all of y'all. Um, obviously, uh, shows ended uh, where they did, and that's wonderful, but uh, if there had been a book four for Avatar or book five for Korra, uh, what arcs or narratives would you have liked to, I don't know, act out with the show or seen animated or seen done? I mean, Turf Wars, I think, is so terrific, and um, we, you know, during the pandemic part one, uh, Seychelles and, and I, and we rounded up the, the rest of the gang for our second time, got a chance to read some from Turf Wars, which was such an honor and a pleasure. And the illustration is so gorgeous. Um, so Irene Coe is brilliant. So I think it's, it's, again, I keep going back to like, what's going on with Avatar 1? Like, I want to see yeah. a whole season of that. I want to see, because um, I do think the, the graphic novels and the comics are so beautiful. It's true, though. Not, I mean, that's not necessarily the medium that everyone seeks after, and they stop with, with the cartoons, and I totally get that, but there's some beautiful work being done out there in the books. Yeah, um, the search was so, great. The search was the amazing. Search is everyone great. The find promise, out Zuko's mom, great, and great, the great, promise great, was great. great. But I would like Rise of Kiyoshi. I'm Rise sorry, of Kiyoshi. what? Wonderful. But I would like to see um, the Dragon of the West. Sure. I'd like to see young Absolutely. Iroh. Absolutely. A lot goes down. I'd like to see before what young Iroh's all about and how he kind of got to the zenful place that we know and we all love. But obviously, the pendulum swinging this way, I, I'm sure yeah. the pendulum swing the other way as a general of the, of the Fire Nation during during the dark days. Yeah. 
What I would like to see is a, um, a casual game where you can just go hang out with Chong and like play darts or mahjong or poker and just kind of hang out and play casual gaming with him and other characters in the show. But it's, there's, no, there's no fighting, there's no drama. It's just kind of yeah. chilling out and hanging yeah. and playing, playing some games. Playing some games. I'd playing like that. hybrid yeah. Animal Crossing with yeah, Chong. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Selling cabbages for like... Scrabble with Boomy, you and, know, you something know, like that. Picking up cabbages one at a time. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much. And just a quick question for Dante. Um, did Jet die? It was really unclear. You mentioned being your favorite character. Jet is a polarizing guy. We don't know what happened. They left it open-ended. I mean, a lot of people are like, for sure he's dead. New Jet Focus series. But I don't know. I don't, I'd like to see what Jet's doing. He might have, he might have survived. I don't know. He had that one shoulder pad on. Might have saved him. Thank y'all so much. Love the show. Thank, Thank you. you Thank you. Hello. Hi. You're on. Hi. Um, my name is Story, and I live in Washington. And my question is, how do you relate to your character? Good question. Great question. I just realized you're the first child that I've seen in the past three days. <laughs> I, I think that's fantastic. That's, that's really cool. Sorry, Story, what was the great. question again? I, I, this, I, what, what, what do you uh, connect to you about any your of your characters? Oh. <laughs> well, I relate to most of my characters because I'm, I'm rarely understood. <laughs> and I'm sometimes lost. And, and lovable, I'm, lovable. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> no, you're like a responsible grown up and also a kid in, in the best way. And that's like, all, that's how I want to spend the rest of my life is being able to like pay the bills pay and the be bills a great dad and to his daughter, Cora. I'm sorry, Cora. Great. Um, <laughs> yes. You, C-O-R-A. You know that my daughter, Cora, voiced young Cora. You, 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 you may know that. She said, I'm the with it. That, that was Cora. That, that was, was my not daughter, me. That was Cora. Dee's daughter. And her, she and came back. She came back as young Cora. Yes. Yes, she did. She killed, so she I, so I relate amazing. to my animals very, very much. I, I don't look at them as strangers. I look at them as friends and, and, uh, and creatures that I connect with, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand what it feels like to be in a place where you try to protect yourself with sarcasm or with humor or kind of fronting because you feel like that's the thing that's going to get you through and then um, and then recognizing how important it is to be humble and to have friends that you can lean on and, and knowing that, you know, n nobody has the responsibility of doing everything themselves. Um, thank goodness that we don't um, and how important it is to, to, to know that and to feel supported by, by the people around you. Yeah, and I definitely feel like, you know, we always feel, I think part of what Zuko is so great is we all want to be redeemed for whatever we we've done in our life, at least we feel we've done in our life that needs to be, you know, find our own redemption. And I think we've all had that. I definitely have had that. And I've also felt like the outsider looking in and how do I kind of, why, why don't they, why don't people understand how cool I actually am? <laughs> no, we but, do. No, no, no. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for your question. Great question, Story. Hello over here. Hi, um, my name is Paige. I'm from Seattle. Hey, Paige. Hi, um, my question's for Dante. I was wondering uh, what your different approach was from voicing Zuko versus um, voicing Iroh in Korra. Not, not much difference. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the, the, the difference is it's like when I was doing Zuko, um, we definitely, you know, I was just, I came into voice acting just as an actor, as an on-screen actor. and. You know, we, we get to do that. Me and Varney, we jump from on screen to microphone. So, and, and, and D2, we talked about it. It's just acting. It's, a, it's just about the same. The technique of acting is the same, no matter if it's, you know, a camera's capturing the performance or a microphone's capturing the performance. As an actor, I'm doing the same work as far as character work and whatnot. The interesting with Iroh, the second, is they're like, we're thinking about you have to come back on and, and play this, 
your grandson. I was like, that's a cool idea. Like, let's do another voice. Like, we're trying to do some different things and like upper, maybe lower, higher. Like, what's right? That that sound that sounds good. That's good. And I'm like, yeah. This voice. This is this is the same voice. <laughs> and then I realized from my own work that in the Fire Nation, sometimes a voice gets passed down from generation. <laughs> To generation, and it sometimes it skips a generation, and then your grandson just happens to sound exactly like you. But he wasn't. He didn't have that angst. But he didn't have angst. No, but you know, different. I mean, it's interesting to play characters that sound (laughs) essentially the same. It's quite a challenge. (laughs) But yeah, he's different because he didn't have the angst, and he's taller. Huge difference. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hello over here. Hi. Hey. Uh, my name is Diana. Hi, Diana. I am currently going to school to be a theater teacher, and I was just wondering what your favorite vocal warm-up is. Ooh. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Crisp quince, crisp quince, crisp quince. <laughs> crisp quince. I like going like this. <laughs> <laughs> It's all real. I do all that in the car on the way to the session. I do all of it. In the plane, right before you have to get that scar on when you're doing the New York, you need New York. You know you need unique New York. I'll tell you what I do is that I, um, if I want to warm up my voice, essentially I want to find the right placement, which is what I got from uh, having a really good singing teacher once upon a time. And that is is activating what is the, the chest voice and the head voice, but, but working them separately with a those just that's only the separate set of muscles that are the, the, the higher and then and, and, and activating those two sets of muscles so that they're that they're ready to go and that you have a nice relaxed placement for those I, I recommend singing Uh, Getting a good singing instructor, a voice trainer, to add to your regimen if you want to become an actor or a voice actor. It's very useful. Is that something people find on IWantToBeAVoiceActor.com? Yes. Why, yes. Yes. Oh, it elicits applause. Yes. If you're interested in voice acting or or becoming a performer or an entrepreneurial creative, even, uh, I have a free website called IWantToBeAVoiceActor.com, and I lay out everything that I've learned and uh, various ideas on how to become an actor and how to become a voice actor, uh, just kind of laid out in a very pragmatic and uh, long-winded, rather, uh, kind of way. So hopefully that's of help if this you're interested in this kind of resource. thing. such a great resource. We always cite Check that it out. resource. Check Good luck with the next yeah. generation of students. I know, Diana, thank you for doing what you're doing. It's so great. Well, I really do those things. So get, like, <laughs> those kids like really do those. You need to do that. Yeah. Or you get yeah. yelled at by the director, like, Dante, when did you wake up this morning? <laughs> I'm like, uh, like, an hour ago? Like, you should be up two hours before doing it. Charlie, Charlie Adler yelled at me. Not yelled at me, but he was reprimanding Really? Me. I, was I like, can't imagine Charlie oh, yeah. uh, yelling, reprimanding somebody. Yeah. I was like, show up a session. He's like, you look like you just woke up. I'm like, I, I, an hour ago. You should have been doing yoga at 6 a.m. Charlie, I'm not that good of a voice actor. <laughs> Thank you so much. We love Charlie Adler. Uh, unfortunately, we have a, just a little bit under 10 minutes. Should we do speed round where we'll do we don't speed... yak and yak and yak and we can get more questions <laughs> well, there's, in? We're, we're long-winded. Yes. We're, we're so a... long-winded. We're so I know. Yes, no questions oh. only, please. No, no but we'll, we'll give <laughs> concise answers because nothing feels worse than like you guys lined up and then you don't get to ask your question. That feels like horrible to us. So, All right, hit us. Let's go. All right, uh, my name is Bruno. I'm from Linwood. Uh, hey, Bruno. So, Dante, love the jacket. Thank really you. cool. I how do you like my How do you like my, my sweater here? Simple, thing? elegant. Yeah. Are so, my shoes okay? Oh. Soft. Okay. Looks very right. soft. Okay, go. So, never saw the show as a kid. Never got around to it. Uh, you, you know, grow up. Everyone you, told me you never you saw it. You poor man. I, I, you poor never man. Never saw it. And then everyone told me you need to see it. You need to see it. You need to see it. And then something happened in 2020 that had a lot of time in my hands, right? Uh, and then what happened? My then-girlfriend, now fiancé, uh, told me, you need to watch oh, it. You interesting. There's quite it. a story developing right. here. And again, everyone told me you need to watch it. This, this is not the speed round, by the way. We're not, <laughs> we're not so, there yet, but, but go I for it. I was blown away by watching the show. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. 
is is that Mark Hamill doing the voice? And then in Coral, is that J. Jonah Jameson? <laughs> so my question to all of you is, how was it like doing the voicing for those two shows? How was it working with the Joker and J. Jonah Jameson? <laughs> These two like big name actors, how, how, how was that like working with those two? It's a living nightmare. It's a living, <laughs> living night. No, the actors that they bring through there, those that are known as well as those who are very well known, uh, uh, like Mark Hamill, for instance, it's very exciting to, to work with top-level actors uh, of that caliber. It's, it's fantastic. But really, anybody that, they, that they're bringing in there for that show is, is of that caliber. It, it, across the board, it really is. And Dante tells the great story of meeting Mark on the podcast, Braving the Elements, free wherever you get podcasts. Yes, and I'll just tell you shortly, uh, my dad was played by Luke Skywalker playing Darth Vader for me. And then my arch rival in at least book one and book two was Lucius Malfoy. (laughs) Crazy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Hi, I'm uh, Garrison from Everett. I was wondering, um, Janet, you know, one of the great things that fans loved in the show, when um, Korra would get to meet, you know, old Katara or old Zuko or old Toph, I was wondering of the the original character, the characters from the original show that Korra got to meet, which was, were you most excited about? Toph. What? (laughs) What? Yeah, I mean, knowing that that was going to be revealed and we actually ended up get, getting to be at New York Comic Con when that happened, watching it with thousands of people was, like, uh, incredibly, incredibly awesome. So Can't. that one's stuck in my Tough. head forever. I mean, I mean she's cool. Yeah. Thank you, Garrison. Great question. Speed round. I mean it. All right, Captain. <laughs> Next. Uh, sorry, this one's a little complex. Uh, Sarah from Seattle. Um, so the thing I admire about both uh, series is they show not only positive aspects of relationships, but negative ones, too, where, you know, Zuko's father is a bad dad. And <laughs> uh, some of the relationships that Korra is in are not necessarily very healthy and don't end well. Like the uh, ones with herself sometimes. <laughs> and uh, so I was just curious uh, what your guys' thoughts were on portraying not always positive but also sometimes um, identifying negative relationships. It's a wonderful part of the show. I think the groundbreaking part of the show, and even I think it's influenced by anime, is that it showed American audiences through animation different levels of, of what characters could be. When you look in each nation, it's not like this is the good guy nation, this is the bad guy tribe. There's good and bad in every, in earth, yeah. water, air, they're there. And so with the relationships, nothing is two-dimensional like a lot of the cartoons that we grew up with, where it's like, this is good, this is bad, and for 20 years, this is going to be good, and this is going to be bad. No, this broke all the rules, and it, it really, I think it's one of the groundbreaking things in the series. Absolutely. Great question. Yeah. Let's, let's move on. I'm so scared. I'm so scared that we're not going to get to everyone. I'm terrified. We're not going to get to everyone, Janet. Don't say that! Don't say that! We can do it! What Go for it! Um, my name's Paloma. I'm from Seattle. Hi, and um, I was going to ask, what was a character that you were going to be if you weren't your character today or a character you were looking at to be? I was probably going to be Jet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same. I'd be Zaheer. <laughs> Seems like it's a no-brainer. Um, I... I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. I'm not sure. Because you were all those other, you were all those characters, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, my name is DeAndre from Federal Way. The thing I love about coming and seeing voice actors, right, is that you guys, everybody can close their eyes and hear the characters. You guys all have such distinctive voices. However, for whatever reason, there might be, you know, you might be having a bad day. It's just a day you don't want to be recognized. You know, particularly maybe when, you know, um, when Dante goes in and orders Starbucks or something. <laughs> so I just want to know, what's the fake voice you put on on a day that you don't want to be recognized for whatever reason? That's a great I'm not that good of a voice actor. <laughs> and I think it's clear, I just try to do Dante's voice. I talk like this if I don't want to be recognized. This is my incognito voice. Thank you guys. Thank you. Hello. Hi, um, my name's Allie. I'm from Seattle. Hi, um, 
And I was wondering, what's yes. your favorite part of playing each of your characters? It, that's the, such a privilege. Yeah, at the end of the day, I think the hope of any actor, any filmmaker, is really about trying to get into a great story. And if you find yourself doing anything in a great story, that's the moment you cherish. You're like, yeah. this is one of the great ones. Yeah, great point. I, I'm, most, uh, I'm most impressed when I can see it all come together in the final rendering of it and to feel that you're a part of this collaborative creation. That's, that's really satisfying. Yeah, there's that, those are all true. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Ellie. Thank you. Hello. Hello. My name is Komal. I'm from Kent, a little south of here. Um, my question is, you know, especially in the original series, season two was really intense emotionally, right? You had Appa's Lost Days, Zuko Alone, the season finale. How did it feel to have to play your characters at, like, some of their lowest points? It's hard. It, it really, I mean, it, it's affecting to dredge that up. It's a little easier that, like, if you're in a play or something where you're, you're playing it out in real time, that's even more punishing, I think. But we, we, you got to dredge that up in a scene, uh, even in animation. And, and, and in this show in particular, it can get quite heartbreaking. So it's, it's not necessarily easy <laughs> at all. Yeah, and especially those times, I remember doing a lot of those episodes, and I look back at my life, I was ironically going through a lot of different things that kind of kind of bled into what I was doing with Zuko, and that's always helpful. It's like method-y kind of thing, where you just start taking things in your life that are very parallel to what's going on in your characters. Always, I've, I've had like a weird thing in a lot of roles I've played there, where a lot of things that happened, especially in the animation world, paralleled things in my life at that time, and so it was always kind of helpful. Thank you. Unfortunately, that is our time. So you have two options. One is to either come see our guest at their table or everybody who's in line, yell out your, your question all at the same time on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Yes. Maybe. Of course. Fire Nation Never. for the win. For the win. Fire Nation. We're still signing autographs, though. Come by and say hi. Ladies and gentlemen, please. Thank you guys so much. Give it up. All right, friends. Thank you so much for listening to our Emerald City Comic Con episode. I hope it made you feel as if you were there with us. We wish you would have been. Next week, we are going to bring back our episode with Aang himself, Zach Tyler Eisen. We just felt like we wanted to bring Zach back into the podcast feed a little bit because we love him so much. Check it out. Anybody who doesn't already know, you're going to find out Zach is the best. 